sometimes we have to do a little clean off and hello everyone <laughs> a few technical problems sorry we're about two minutes late but actually we uh we started working on this about five minutes before we usually do but took uh, a little technology here so i think we got going for today just like to welcome everybody to the show dance of the soul you know we're here every monday four o'clock natasha uh, Ventner here with Angelic Clarification also has her show at four o'clock on Wednesdays um, where she uh, talks about everything medium, right? I mean, everything about life and everything. Uh, a lot of emotional stuff and yeah. how to persevere and, you know, just those little insights. Yeah, we're both therapists, but in, um, we just have different um, tools that we use. Um, I'm with the Newton Institute and um, uh, we do... Uh, we're trained in the Newton Institute to get people into a deep state of uh, trance or relaxed state, which most people can reach. Sounds scary, but most people can reach it rather easily. And uh, in that state, you get to go to your higher consciousness, um, your soul self. Um, matter of fact, um, uh, we have people that they go to the past lives, see themselves pass away, meet their guide or their angel. Uh, and then they proceed to spend a couple hours in the afterlife heaven, the afterlife, whatever, you know, people call it. Um, and there get a lot of answers to a lot of their questions. So it's like having like, I don't know, 20, 30 regular, you know, human therapy sessions in one because you you actually get to your, the part of yourself that knows more what's going on. Um, so anyway, um, Natasha, I know uh, with you and you're, you're helping people, you're an intuitive medium, which means mm -hmm. that you can sense a lot of things and you can just kind of connect to the guides the angels on the other side to help people uh, so tell them a little bit about what you do and then we'll tell what the uh, what we're going to talk about today okay well i am one who you know has been connected my whole life and you know there's not been anything that can surprise me and i was talking to a friend the other night about the ark hello bev um bev just said hello hey, um hi bev uh that um that you know we're talking about Noah's Ark or or the Ark you know of Covenant you know the the golden oh, Ark not Noah's Ark yeah and and you know we were and I had a friend who was talking and you know he's very book wise and and he reads a lot and stuff like that and he was saying well you know there's there's been told that there's more than one and it's like well yeah there is you know and I said and one's here one's there one's there one's there and he's like, how do you do that so fast and I go. I, I just know things. Once they pop in, they just are here. And so I love to help people bring the reason for them being here in a way that they, not the way you do it, but the way I do it. And, you know, life lessons, life experiences, how to persevere through things, you know, how to um, do those things. And, and, you know, like Bev, I hope your granddaughter's doing well. I know I helped her, you know, to do the moment in her life and give a perspective. You know, I'm, I'm always here to give um, truth, kind of a, a little nudge in a different direction if you're having problems with struggling and things. And I do it with no judgment. Um, I, my saying is, if I haven't done in this lifetime, I've done in another lifetime. So why should I judge? You know, and I know that, you know, Regan, you don't judge either. And, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, we, today we're going to talk about, you know, forgiveness and love, love and forgiveness. And it's sometimes so hard for us to go there because, you know, many of us go through so much. And I know for me, you know, that I have to do and had to do a lot of forgiveness. You know, a lot of people know my life story. I have lived with an alcoholic for most of my married years. I've also been bullied a lot in my life, being very dyslexic. People always thought I was stupid, you know, and, you know, I always get judged on my knowings you know, in quotation marks, um, because of the fact that, you know, they think I don't do it, know how to do it because I struggle with certain way, things, you know, like at school, you know, I have a hard time with doing assessments, you know, because if kids are reading, I have to read what they're reading and I have to mark if they say it wrong and I'm always two words behind them or four <laughs> words behind them because they're reading so quickly or, or there's so many mistakes that I can't catch up. And, and so it's just discombobulating for me, even though I process well, it's discombobulating. And so with that, that I get judged in a way, 
because of that story. And so with me, though, I have to work on forgiveness a lot. And, you know, being that my husband, going back to him being an alcoholic, you know, he's been now sober wonderfully. September will be his 11th year. That, you know, that's a miracle unto itself. But, you know, living, you know, almost, let's see, it'll be our 32nd year together, I think. Um, that, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> negotiations during those years. Yeah. And I have a lot to forgive. I even have a lot to forgive myself because of my passive aggressive, you know, ways when somebody's drinking, you don't want to stir the pot, but yet the pot gets stirred inside you. And so how do you negotiate that? And so I had to do a little bit of forgiveness. I had to do some forgiveness myself. And, you know, but I can tell you that love is the thing that heals. I've witnessed it. I've walked it, I've known it, and if we can find that avenue, it's amazing how it helps us. Yeah, we're talking about you know Valentine's Day today. This is when a lot of times uh, the people you love, when you start thinking about them even more, you know, you might be thinking about um, issues that you have with them and why, you know, it's it's almost like given that Valentine. Sometimes it's difficult for people today because. They haven't forgiven the person that, um, you know, or there's something off kilter in the relationship that's not been talked about. Um, so, um, you know, uh, and that's funny, too. Don't you find in relationships and people that, you know, relationships we've had ourselves or others that um, anytime that there's some unforgiveness in either side in that relationship, your relationship is stalled. You know, it can only go. It's like your relationship. You can only go so deep as far as being intimate with the person when you, when you uh, haven't forgiven them for something. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so much has been said about forgiveness. It's a, it's a huge thing in the Christian world, you know, in the Bible about, you know, Jesus saying how to forgive people. And we talked about on the show before when someone asked him, you know, how many times do I have to, to forgive this person? And he says like, you know, seven times 700, or I always forget what that is, but seven, in other words, he's just saying, almost infinitely, you know, we're in this process of uh, forgiving those who trespass against us in a way, you know. Yeah, because um, it's a dual thing, you know. If, yeah. You know, a lot of times we get we don't want to forgive. We have a hard time forgiving because somebody got triggered and said something. But then we were the trigger and yet we didn't do the wrong thing, you know. But yet maybe we just kind of had a little, you know, little Oof, to our our word back which triggered somebody more which you know it's like so really it's the dance of how do we negotiate things yeah and, well, and don't we hope that those that we've trespassed against can somehow find it in their selves to forgive us sometimes that's harder you know um you know like we're in charge of who we can forgive and we can control that but we can't control another people wanting to forgive us for the slights that we've done or the mistakes we've made and everything. So it's, um, it's kind of hard to let go of that, you know, sometimes, but I think one thing they teach in spiritual work is you can only take care of yourself. You know, mm -hmm. if you've done wrong to somebody and you've apologized and done everything that you can, and you're truly sorry, and they still haven't forgiven you, then you have to realize this is, you know, their cross to bear in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so because we can't make somebody, you know, forgive us. That's why in relationships, trust is so important. So when you break that trust, um, you know, like in marriages, when a spouse has an affair or has, you know, a secret life, you know, with drugs or, um, you know, some other compulsion or things that they have and they're having that secret life, um, you know, it's just it takes the relationship um, away from reaching a pinnacle, you know, of, of of, of love. But a lot of times through these things, when you begin to share and you become honest in that with your partner, um, it uh, and you go through some tough times, it allows you to go through that and to actually have a stronger relationship, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because you both learn so much from it. Um, so it's, uh, it's tough. So anybody out there listening now, if you have a, you know, anything you want to chime in on, um, <clears throat> like maybe how you what you do to help to forgive others or what do you do to try to get others to help them forgive you for something, you know, feel free to chime in. Um, or if you're watching this in a f 
few weeks or months. Like right now, it's uh, February 13th. Tomorrow, Valentine's Day will be the 14th. Um, and people have like, um, you know, I've got a nice uh, dinner planned for my significant other and myself. We're going to go someplace we haven't before. And I'm looking forward to that. And I hope you uh, made reservations. I did. <laughs> uh, I working on that one. I found the place because, uh, you know, I thought if I started, you know, three weeks early, I'd be okay. But I think I started about three weeks ago and it was place after place after place was, was booked. But I hung in there and found a unique, different place. So I think it's going to be okay, you know. But next year, I'll just have to start the day early. after Valentine's Day this year. And <laughs> hope I can get one for next year. But that's a good thing. You know, that shows that a lot of people are out there expressing their love for somebody. You know, just like Mom's Day, you know, Mother's Day. And all the restaurants are booked. You know, it's a day that people are, you know, giving, you know, special attention to their to their moms, you know, so, so or, that's or the husbands don't want to cook and it's perseverance that takes yeah. their wife out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we'll love see. shows up in a different way. You know, love doesn't always, you know, doesn't always show in there in the way that we think it should, you know? Well, yeah, there was a time when I didn't, when, when I was with my wife or significant other that I didn't really do much on Valentine's day because I had this, thing that it was all, you know, the Valentine's Day was all commercialized and it was just out there to sell flowers and candy. And I thought, well, if you love somebody, you know, and it just felt contrived to me, you know, that mm -hmm. way. And because I had a singing telegram service too, and all day long, I'm, uh, you should have seen me. I, I, I would, I was dressed in, uh, I, I did this uh, goofy uh, Cupid character with two teeth. My dentist made me a plate for my teeth where I only had buck teeth in the front. Mm -hmm. So you could see two buck teeth and I was wearing tights and I had a heart, a big heart, like a, a, a sandwich board over my head. So, you know, heart in the back and the front. Mm -hmm. And here I'm running around in tights all day with its two teeth and balloons. So and, you're basically and done and by the end of the day, too. <laughs> oh, and it was fun. I, 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 I was like, I'm almost embarrassed to say now, but back in those days, you know, it was what I, you know. I had to sing in telegram service. I had, I think, eight different types of telegrams that kept me really busy. It's mm -hmm. back when it was the heyday of singing telegrams, you know, yeah. it's the big thing, you know. So I was helping other people. Even on one Valentine's Day, I had one man, he spent $450 on this big, it was a layout of, it, it was almost of a of some land, like I think a house he was wanting to build and stuff. And then um, he had me deliver it to his girlfriend and with a ring. And it was his, he wanted her, it was his proposal. And he says, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to wait around the corner. I want you to show her the ring. And, uh, and then um, just as you leave, I'll, I'll come up, you know. And she said, no, I don't want to marry him. Oh, that was this like, I was like almost devastated myself because here I'm thinking he knows her well enough to know she's uh -huh. going to say yes and be say all excited yes. and everything. And here she just, her face just went down and like, no, I'm not marrying this guy. And I had to take this big old $450 thing that he had made and everything around the corner to him and say, she said, no, you know, he was just devastated too. I bet. Oh my no. gosh. Yeah. So and that's. Doesn't that's always work out. Exactly. But I bet you though, that if we trust that process, you know, he probably found someone who appreciated him a little bit more later. He and did as it, as it was he, because uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, you're, you're going in the right direction. About a year later, he had me do something similar and it was all, it was the perfect person. So it was, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just, you just never know why things ha don't happen, but I, you know, there's, there's, there's this opportunity that, you know, when people understand that, and it's not forgiveness in the sense of that what you did is okay, you know, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, you can see shows after shows after shows that, you know, forgiveness isn't about saying it's okay, but it's about yeah. moving on. It's about that things change, energies change. And, um, hi, Chili, welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, there's Chili. 
Yeah, yeah. welcome back. Um, so, you know, that's the thing is, is that forgiveness isn't about that it's okay. Now, I'm going to speak kind of boldly here, and I love my husband. He has come a long ways, but we still have moments. We're in a relationship. We we do this, and and he has sometimes a trigger moment, and his trigger moments create anger and control, and it it he's a double Leo Libra. I mean, it's like he he roars, and then Libra is about the scales, right and wrong, and and of course he tried to do taxes, and he was hungry, and it was a long day, and and you know it was um, he was uh, around a lot of people for 24 hours, which is not his strength, and so and I was making a mess of the house, which is not his strength either. So there was a lot of triggers because I was rearranging two major places in the house, um, flipping them around a little bit, and and getting things that were in the same place for about 30 years. So I had to move and, and, you know, do filing and, and, you know, really get into the works. And it was like, he started naming some things that were old patterns, you know, and these old patterns, you know, well, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you get that done? And you should have done this better. And, you know, and all these reactionary words. And, you know, I had to make a choice at that minute. Was I going to move into this in a different way or was I going to negotiate it? And so like he was saying something about, well, I, da, 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 and I don't know why I'm saying this to you. And I go, because I'm your safe place to fall. I'm your safe place. And I walked around the corner and started making dinner because it was that time of the night. And so, you know, going forward and and negotiating some of that story. But the thing is, though, in in his old patterns of the alcoholic and I call them sometimes dry drunk moments that, you know, those those patterns. And I have to choose the next morning. Do I stay in that hurt? Yes, I, I acknowledge that. That was not a fun night to me. I communicate to it. I don't communicate. I communicate about the moment, not that he did wrong, but the moment hurt. Yeah. And I go back to the moment that hurt. But I had to move on because of the fact that I have learned in our 30 years of marriage that if I stayed back in the old alcoholic pattern, we would not be married today. And he's turned out to be one of the best men I can ever be married to. So knowing that there's this ebb and flow and this thing doing that it's, it's, it's not an easy place to be, but I can tell you though, me holding love, sometimes tough love, sometimes a little bit, this is not right. This is a boundary. Like one time he was saying something and I just looked up at the sky or up at the ceiling, kind of going, I'm asking for healing on this and I'm not happy with this. And you know, that action wasn't at him but it slowed down the process of what was happening. And Bev made a comment here um, that uh, if you don't mind reading Regan, please. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Now Bev says, uh, I learned a long time ago that forgiveness is the gift I give myself. Oh boy. That's really said well, Bev. That's really said well. Yeah. A long time ago, I learned that forgiveness is a gift I give to myself. I can't make someone accept my apology, but I feel good about myself that I took the initiative to admit my wrongs. Some people that I interact with refuse to accept their roles in our miscommunications. Yeah, um, that, that's uh, that's really good. Well, they, you know, the biggest thing that Stanford, Stanford University did research on forgiveness and somebody from that project wrote a book called Forgive for Good. We mentioned it on the show before. It's the best book I've read about forgiveness from the standpoint of, of you just, you need to just, you know, you just have to do it, you know, because if not, you're going to be sick. You're going to, you're going to, they even had a thing in there about how people die, uh, you know, how many years sooner, if you've got all the stuff you haven't forgiven, all this the sicknesses, the illnesses you have, because the forgiveness, it's something that's, um, you know, that person that did you wrong could be out there not even caring a bit. And, and, and here you are all mad and you're, you're destroying yourself because you're not able to move on from it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you look up that book, forgive for good. And it's about all these, it's just fa- fabulous. Um, and there was dozens and dozens and dozens of reasons in there. They were saying for just do it, you know, just take that chain off you. 
Um, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm having a moment at, at you know my morning job where you know we have to wear um, we have to wear uh, you know safety vests out on the playground if we're doing duty so that the kids find us. Right. Well, I I can't wear them. I this is the heaviest um, sweater I'll wear because I have a, a neck shoulder thing, and so I wear a shawl. Well, a shawl won't fit a vest, <laughs> and you know, in the morning, sometimes when I'm headachy or that kind of stuff, and I'm not my better, and I forget to put on my, I have a scarf that I bought that's bright yellow or that yeah. bright green color. And I, I try to put it over, but sometimes it just ends up like right in here. Well, that's not good enough. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it might be good enough for someone, but it's not good enough for my supervisors. And so I have to negotiate that. And I did wrong. I didn't wear it the way that I should have. And yeah. so I, I'm, you know, I apologize. I'm doing wrong. I, you know, you know, where I was at, I thought I could wear it just here because most people coming at me are to the front, you know, but it's just one of those things that, you know, perspectives are not, are different. You know, we navigate through things, you know, we can be the best person, but the best people still do things that aren't right for, yeah. for the bigger picture. And we have to work into, it's not necessarily that we, I don't want to call it that we do wrong, but we may not do right. And that's the thing is people say, oh, that's too gray for me, you know, because people who are black and white. Well, yeah, if people are black and white, then it's harder to negotiate with them when you're kind of gray and, and movable and, and you know, flu fluent, right? So how can we negotiate these things that we may do on the, I'm going to call it wrongish side in other people's perspectives. Well, sometimes we have to say, I'm sorry for the thing, you know, like I, I made a comment to my husband about, you know, the night before and, you know, it may not have been the right time for him, which I can't apologize for. No. I can't, you know, but it was seemed like it was the right time. And, and, you know, in his defense, he feels bad about this already, you know, that he did do that. And, and so with that, that, you know, he was a little bit upset with me, but I said, I apologize for saying it at that time, you know, but I just wanted to let you know that it did hurt. I wasn't happy about it. And, and so then later he apologized for the whole thing, you know, that, and so there again, love can heal. Love can move things forward. And it, but it, it's that love for ourselves. We have to have love for ourselves, which is part of that. Okay, I didn't do better. I apologize for what I did. And now I'll just do better. You know, I'll try to do better. Or, you know, I love you enough to say, I understand it was a moment. Didn't like the moment. That moment hurt but I'm willing to move on and I, I forgive the moment. And that's the thing is, is that I'm learning how to put a situation into the moment more than that person did it. Mm -hmm. Because if we can go to more that, that the, it's a moment, things were said that were wrong, things that the, the, you know, the action, the energy didn't feel right. You know, if we can put it more that way, it's easier to have a communication with someone else and, it helps in that forgiveness and love dance because forgiveness and love go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, we could do even a whole show sometimes on how do you apologize to somebody, you know, because uh, just briefly, I mean, there, some people are better doing it like in a in writing, like write a letter, you know, because then, uh, and I think that's, if it's something really, really serious and there's a lot of different points, Sometimes when you go into an apology and you do it right in front of a person, um, something you say triggers something in them. And pretty soon you're off and running and you're having a whole nother argument, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so sometimes just doing it. But you have to you have to choose your words very, very carefully. And if you're being truly apologetic with somebody, you can't have anything in the apology letter that is uh, that is, you know, blaming them for something else or for. In other words, you know, trying to weasel your way out of it or to try to, in other words, if you, when you're writing an apology letter, if you have an agenda where you're trying to um, get back at them still for something a little bit, or you're trying to uh, gaslight the situation, 
you know, like blame it on something else or whatever, uh, that letter's not going to go over so good. So what I recommend to my clients when they have to write an apology letter to the mate, usually it's their husband, wife, you know, mm -hmm. is to write the letter and then read it over and see, is this just coming from, from love and acceptance and that you're truly apologetic or do you have an alternative motive? Are you trying to, you know, are you trying to guide the situation somehow so that you don't have to fully apologize or something? But I, I tell them to write the letter and then don't send it right away, but wait till the next day, read it over again. And so many times when they read it again and they'll go, Ooh, yeah, this, this could be misconstrued. You know? <laughs> I know. And, That's the thing is, is that reaction is yeah. not always the best cure to have the moment have forgiveness no and it's, and that's the thing not. is it's not necessarily forgiveness on you know the action being done but it's that that i want i just want to move on you know moment i just want to you know do what we can do better moment and that's that thing about going forward and, and doing that dance it, it, it's it's interesting and sorry i looked away for a minute i had um an important text that i had to finish it sent yeah, back to somebody okay. so i apologize well, and and that that's the thing about going forward is is that you know it's taking that moment and, and you know my mantra is one that right now it's like i'm asking for healing on this and what that does sometimes is that i'm asking for healing on this on the moment of 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 the um the ripple effect of ouch you know like like the conversation i was having with my supervisor i'm asking for healing on this just so that i cannot feel carry that oh god i wish i would have said this oh shoot i wish i you know it it, it, it kind of shifts that energy field around something or you know the it, and it helps to shift the energy that you know cuz sometimes when we have an ouch that happens we have that impact of energy in in the in the house or in the in the doing and then we have you know we walk by a certain area and and we keep you know bringing up that ouch but if we ask for healing on this it helps to ease that energy movement around yeah when i i had to when i apologized to someone i was in relationship and um i was living at another place and i had needed to apologize and when I wrote the letter the first night and then I started thinking about, wait, you know, you know, am I really coming just from my heart? Am I trying to manipulate anything at all? So I waited till the next uh, a couple hours and went back to it. I changed some things. And when I really felt that it was a very sincere apology coming from love and then I sent it. And then I, I mentioned this once before on the show, but when, when I woke up, I had like like. 10 texts and emails from my from my significant other at the time and she she couldn't believe it because when she read it she began hearing celestial music and there was nothing around there was she'd run to the window there's nobody around there was nothing on her house when she'd sit back down and start to read it again she started hearing this beautiful celestial music mm -hmm. and um that's when it was a big that was a big lesson for me in spirit as far as uh, um a big growth thing for me to realize that I have that capability of being truly sorry for something and coming from my heart a hundred percent, you know, without trying to manipulate or change or, or do something that way. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, human nature to trying to manipulate. It's really yeah. human nature. And I have to catch myself on that too, because I'm human as much as I'm a spiritual being and I have an understanding of the perspectives, but I'm still a human being. And sometimes my humanness is hurt. You know, sometimes yeah. my humanness is hurt. And, and how can I not react to that? You know, and that's the thing that keeps causing problems. You know, you see family hurts, you know, family issues, you know, when we go back for Thanksgiving or we go, you yeah. know, having get togethers, is it that it's hard not to bring up those past hurts? And, you know, if we can just say this is, you know, we're not there anymore. We're here now, even though we have some tendencies still, you know, we still have some same triggers. We still have uh, same negotiations to do in our personalities. Yet at the same time, though, I 
we each have some learnings that we've done. How can we apply those learnings to doing better with our families, with our soulmates, with our with our friends, with our cohorts, with a lot of beings? Yeah. I wanted to talk about today, too, because Valentine's Day being tomorrow, we're talking about this thing about forgiveness in the research with the Newton Institute that we've done with these. You know, we've had 70,000 people visit heaven, you know, go for a couple hours and come back. Um, and one of the things that like when I when I'm doing that with clients in a session, um, about 90 percent of the time, they're able to visit what we call their soul group, which are a group of souls on the other side that they that they regularly incarnate with. In other words, of all the trillions or whatever amount of souls there are on the afterlife uh, over over whatever we would call time here, uh, you become close to a certain group. And they're like, I look at them as like an acting troupe or something. They're people you love to spend time with and different things. So you're going to find out that these people that you're wronging and the people that are wronging you uh, a lot of times are part of this group. And a lot of the times, a lot of this has is, is been pre-planned come down here where someone's going to come down and be in your life and be a thorn in your side, even though on the other side, they're like your best friend, but they're going to come down here and they're going to, you know, maybe you need to learn patience or something. So they're going to come down and do everything they can to make you feel impatient, you know, and, and a lot of times it's unconscious in both parties, you know, being in the physical body. But once they leave this body and they get back there, they just, you know, it's like they go to the, 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 the local heaven tavern and have a, have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about it and said, boy, I really came down and bugged that crap out of you, didn't I? You know, uh, and, you know, when you got all mad and I did that, wasn't that hilarious? And but look what you learned. You know? Yep, look exactly. Learned. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I know for me that, you know, talking about my loving husband that, you know, and I mean this every time I talk about him because it, it, he's been my greatest teacher, you know, and I am so grateful for him. You know, yeah. that's one thing I want everyone to know is, is that my significant other has been, you know, my greatest teacher. I can't tell you he's my twin flame. I can't tell you if he's my soulmate, but I can tell you he's been one of my greatest teachers. And, yeah. you know, being able to step beyond a moment to know that this is sometimes, you know, I've had personal implosions in my relationship, but every single one has brought us to be our greater good has brought us to another level of understanding to another because of the fact that, you know, we had a down moment on Saturday, but you know, Sunday it was, you know, we were back together again in unity. And, and that's the thing is, is that it took forgiveness and it took love on both parts to negotiate, to get there. And I can tell you that I'd rather be there than in the old triggers, you know? And I know that there's a payoff. I know that there's emotional payoffs for being in that, you know, drama. You yeah. know, there's a lot of people who, who, who don't know how to do anything else but be in drama. They don't know better to do better. And I'm not saying that drama is, you know, you know, you know, the, um, the, the wives of, of the basketball teams and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about drama in that way, but there's real drama in life. You yeah. know, it stirs up it's emotions. It's, it's, and I want to honor the moment of drama because it is real yet at the same time though, that drama is something that when we get stagnant in it, it doesn't make it easy and we, and, it, and it's better to move on. And like Bev said, you know, um, some people that I interact with refuse to accept their roles in our miscommunication, you know, because it is two sides of every yeah. coin, you know, it's not a straight line. Um, it is different perspectives. It is different humanity. You know, like I was saying on my show the other night, they, that, you know, you know, there's what, 8 million people in the world. Well, there's 8 million perspectives, billion billion, 8 billion perspectives, 8 billion personalities. Because mm -hmm. everything is made up differently. So how do we negotiate this by adding a little spice and pepper of love and forgiveness? That is really the only way to work through life. Yeah. I um, When I have clients on the other side, when I've been there twice, 
it seemed like, I mean, all the communication was telepathic. In other words, they're before accountant, like another thing besides the soul group in a life between life session, clients get to go before a council, which seems to be there just for them. And they'll answer any questions that you have about your life, you know, um, about your mission, about your what you're supposed to learn in this life, all that kind of thing. And then um, when the session is over, they kind of realize that they're asking the question but it's kind of like they're not really moving their mouth or because mm -hmm. they're just spirit at this time. So it's all telepathy. So I'm just wondering if, if we were, if this world was more on, you know, we were communicating uh, telepathically, um, that would be in a great, crazy world. Would, I mean, would people be hearing all of the thoughts that, that were, we don't say that like our angers and everything, and they would be able to, read our thoughts and you know because a lot of times we know that it's something it's our problem but you know uh there's something but we really have things going off in our own yeah. head that we don't want they people to know and know that's that the thing works. is that if somebody has a, a good discernment it doesn't come out you yeah. know? because or, you know that's the thing is we got to be human and sometimes we have emotions and yeah. we have to have them babble somewhere you know it's okay to have some language babbled somewhere but what do we do with it is our responsibility and yeah. that's that whole part of you know moving on from a situation is is that scream into a pillow why is there aren't you listening to me you know and then you know in a pillow you know and then go and have a conversation saying you know what babe you know i know we're miscommunicating right now i don't know why we're having these situations i know that you're probably a little bit triggered from things and i'm a little triggered from things we're both tired how can we do better how can yeah. we do better i love you i i'm forgiving this moment that we're having right now see i didn't name the people i said i'm we're forgiving i'm forgiving the moment we're having right now and i'm and i love you what how can we shift this how can we yeah. shift this wow yeah it's tough yeah, it would be strange if, uh, because the thing we learned, you know, when I did the three years of anger management in my 40s, uh, which totally, say, changed my life, you know, learning how to deal with feelings of anger. Um, because the first thing, because I still have feelings of anger nowadays, you know, but it's like I've learned how to deal with it so that I'm not, I'm not, I don't do anything destructive to, to mm -hmm. myself or anybody in my life, you know, for, I would say, for the, vast majority of times. Um, so you still have those <clears throat> inside and like, you know, I'm just glad that people have anger. Don't, don't hear from me what my initial thought is before I go through the process of like, wow, I realize that I'm angry and I realize I'm just about to say something that I'm going to have to apologize for later because, you know, whatever. And then you, you know, you just kind of learn to take that internally and everything. And then as you calm down, and you're able to communicate better or able to say things in a way that's not uh, that's not purposely hurtful to somebody, you mm -hmm. know, that way. Exactly. Um, and that's what I call discernment. Yeah. I call, you know, because there, there's discernment. What do I say? How do I say it to someone else? There's also discernment inside of ourselves. How do how do I negotiate this communication? It's not about what what it like for me, you know, being intuitive. Sometimes, you know, I can't walk up to somebody and say, hey, your grandfather is saying such and such and such and such. Because sometimes they don't want to they don't believe in that. But sometimes I just I have to and use discernment and discern how to say it. And sometimes I'll walk up to someone because I'll get a feeling and say, you know what? I just want you to know you're loved. You're looking like you're having a day. And I just want you to know that you're loved. You know? So I'm giving a message from their grandfather, but I'm not necessarily telling them. So that's discernment. But at the same time, it's discernment with ourselves. Oh, what am I thinking? Do I need to say that in that way? What is my intention behind that? Oh, let me think about this a little bit differently. What is my purpose in this whole process? What is my purpose in this relationship at this moment, am I supposed to be the bigger person or am I going to be the inner child that's screeching and yelling? Yeah. You know, it's like, what is speaking at this time? And, and I can tell you the times that I haven't checked in with that, 
who's wanting to speak, my inner child, my anger, my frustration, or my um, my disappointment, or my, dis- you know, sometimes it's my dyslexic self that's that's being triggered, and I have to be careful with her too, because she can be reactionary. So how do I negotiate some of this dance? And, and that's the thing about forgiving thyself, forgiving thyself for what we think. It's okay to think things, you know, we have to have a, it's like a coffee pot or or a teapot. It has to let off steam. So it's okay to have thoughts. Now, what do you do with them? Um, I know uh, with a lot of my clients, one of the hardest things that they have to do, uh, they've forgiven, you know, their parents or lovers or whatever, and they're doing pretty good on there. But then all of a sudden, when it comes to forgiving themselves, they just, they fall apart. You know, they can't even say that they love, you know, when we do in the tapping, you know, where you go to a point and you go, you know, even though I did this, even though I have this horrible thing going on right now, uh, I love and accept myself. They can't even say that, you know, mm-hmm. and they've, they've done some things. I had a man come to me one time. I was, uh, had a booth down in San Diego where I put up uh, to get therapy clients and a free speech area there. So I could put up a little 10 by 10 booth and had my signs out and everything. And, and, um, uh, I was doing handwriting analysis for people and, uh, and then I had my hypnosis signs and stuff up. Um, and, um, after I did this man's handwriting stuff, he just stayed by the booth for about three, four more hours, right? Until it was time to close. He offered to help me pack up, carry the stuff to the car. And I thought, wow, what a nice guy and everything, you know? And then, um, he, uh, he just said, I, you're a therapist, right? You know, and then, okay, now I get into what's going on. And he said, I, I was going by your booth to go the hundred feet down below to where the ocean was. I was going to kill myself. And then I saw your booth and that you were a therapist and somehow something happened. Anyway, we spent four hours in my car doing therapy. I did tapping, hypnosis, everything with him. But he, he could not forgive himself for deserting his four children uh, 15 years ago. He just said he was going out for some cigarettes and he never came back. And he just let his wife be stuck with the kids. They didn't know if he was alive or dead. But in 15 years, he grew up, he changed, you know, and he knows his kids are teenagers, you know, and and young adults and everything now. And he's a different person than he was back then. And he wanted to go back home, but he hated himself so much that he just said, I'm just going to kill myself because if I try to do that, they're going to hate me, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, um, it ended up, I took him back. He got on a plane. I bought him a lunch at, uh, was it uh, Jack in the Box? He got him some lunch. He gave me the knife that he had. And so he didn't, you know, that he was going to kill himself with. Took him to the plane because he had flew out from Illinois to, he was going to do it at the Mm -hmm. ocean, you know, he was getting away. So he flew. I don't know what happened to him after that, but I think he, I don't think he was going to kill himself then. And um, he was beginning to see that everybody can be forgiven, you know, that, that he was just in a boat with millions and millions of us who have done things where once in a while we don't we're displeased with ourselves or we'll say i hate myself for doing this you know Mm -hmm. um so um you know um boy i think in whatever um what's the big thing in the bible that's maybe it's the um the sun that goes away and comes back um i forget there's a name for that oh Um, was it joseph's coat Man, man, uh, well, he, the, the, this um, this rich man has two sons. One of them runs away, takes his inheritance, blows it on women and booze and mm-hmm. drugs and everything. The other son is perfectly good. And then the um, the son returns home and the, the father welcomes him with open Prodigal son. Prodigal son. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. you know, love the, I love the, <laughs> the download there. <laughs> For people that are Christian in the Bible, that's a great story of how how it is with, with, uh, with God, God, with, you know, whoever's this oversoul that's over, over us is that we do these things. And when, when we have this desire to change or apologize or to whatever in our mind, it's like, okay, it's just like, come on, let's get going. There's no, you know, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, you you know, you're going to, I'm going to punish you forever. It's like when you're truly sorry and you've changed yourself, you know, we've had certain um, in our family, too, with people like in your family that had alcohol, drug problems and that we have a large family and the large, you know, goes way out everybody. And we've had a few instances there where um, the families had to forgive certain people 
and some of them didn't want to, and some of them eventually did, when that person really did turn around and change. And then you have to like forgive that stuff of the stuff they stole and the and all the wrong things they do because now they're on a path of, you know, goodness. And it and it's uh, even me if with uh, one person I had a little bit of trouble, like ah, I remember when, ah, but then you see that they're trying their best and whatever, and it feels good to just finally just kind of let it go, you know. Because I'm gonna say though that you know. Forgiveness doesn't mean that it can't, that we're going to put up with it. Right. Like, if, like if my husband started drinking again and, and being the old person again, cause he would yeah. slip back into that old person. Does that mean that I'm going to just put up with it? No, no. I have boundaries. I have good boundaries. I have awarenesses. And that's the thing is, is that, I, I, I'm choosing my moments to, ch to shift things. And, and that part of forgiveness doesn't mean that I'm going to allow things to happen again. Oh, no, no, no. It means that, you know, the action of the moment is forgiven so that I can move on. Yet, don't call me stupid. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say, though, that, that um, I also... You know, whenever he goes out in the garage that, you know, it's like I, I smell his breath every time he comes in. No, because I have trust and I have trust yeah. that even if he goes back and does the same thing, that I have trust that I'll be OK. Yeah. I have trust that the universe has always made it OK for me. And so with that, that how do I negotiate this is by having trust in the moments yeah. And I have trust in him more and more every day because after 11 years, you know, there's more and more trust that built up. But there's been times when he was freshly sober, you know, maybe days after. And I had to say, I can't trust you, but I can trust the universe that they're yeah. showing me that this is going to be a different moment for us. And how can we negotiate that? How can I move forward? Doesn't mean that I'm going to say that. Well, what you did was okay, but I'm going to move on. And that was the trick on how do you persevere through something is, is that you say it's going to be different. It has to be different. I'm not going to allow it to be back there. Yet at the same time, I'm not going to hold on to what was happening back then because I know better to do better. So don't mess with me. Yet at the same time, though, I honor you for where you're at now. Yeah. And I'm going to believe in you where you're at now. And let's reiterate again now, too, because I think the hardest thing some people have forgiveness is they think if they forgive somebody that they're they're saying that the behavior that they had or what they did was OK. You know, but we're not saying that, you okay. know, we're not just when you um, forgive somebody, you're not saying, oh, that was just fine. What you did for did to me or, you know, this this we're, we're not excusing their behavior because that's never right. You know, um, but we're we're just, you know, saying we're. You know, gosh, I'm I'm just so glad people have been in my life when I my younger life that the stupid things I did is uh, that I you know in my youth and that that uh, people f forgave me for that because uh, that allowed me to move on. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, just feeling that <clears throat> feeling that forgiveness. Exactly. Uh, like I was watching, I was you know doing my Facebook a Facebook, um, you know, little blurps here and there. And there was a short video on how um, this one woman had um, had a child. And I'm going to be, uh, this is an overview of a witnessing, not necessarily in the story. I don't know the story, but um, somebody was drinking and driving and killed, killed the family member. Oh, and, um, and so while he was in the, in prison, that she wrote a letter to the, the judge and says, I forgive him for what he did. Doesn't make it right what he did, mm -hmm. but I forgive what the action and wrote him a letter. And what ended up happening because two people who rose above the situation, now this gentleman with her goes speaking into high schools and about drinking and driving and the 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 cause and effect of it that this is a cause and effect but i had somebody who believed in me enough to know that i wasn't that person 
that, you know, now we're doing something good for it. And, you know, that's that whole point of that. It's not about staying down here, staying at that lower level. And like Bev said, you know, I learned a long time ago that forgiveness is a gift to give myself. I can't make someone accept my apology, but I feel good about myself that I took the in initiative to admit my wrongs, yeah. you know, and it is about going in and saying, you know what? I apologize. I'll do better. I'll try to do better. Please give me that opportunity to do better. And, you know, everybody deserves that if they're willing to do the walk to do it. Yeah. You know, if you say, please give me a chance and then you don't do anything, well, <clears throat> cause and effect, you know, but you can't blame somebody for, for holding you there. You've held yourself there. You know, that's um, the thing is that we have to take responsibility for ourselves. Yeah. I, I, and I really think sometimes the hardest thing, and just what you were saying is when we, when we've done something to harm somebody else, um, like, you know, the people that drunk, you know, drive drunk end up killing somebody. I know personally of a, of a person who uh, was a teenager, you know, had a bunch of teenagers in the car and they were all driving drunk and crashed. And the person sitting in the next seat to him, there's still to this day, this has been about 20 years ago, still paralyzed from the waist down, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, to just forgive yourself for being a, a teenager that was drinking and you know, gosh, teenage boys, especially when I look, I go, just get them through those years. They're so, <laughs> they're so brain dead yeah. at, the, at a certain point, you know. Yeah. I mean, these college, you know, like the things that some of my clients have done during their college years, and they're still trying to forgive themselves for, you know, uh, of that way. So um, the only thing we can do, I think you and I can do with these clients and that, that we get to have these hard issues is to try to let them see that the person they are now is not the person that they, they were, were. Yeah, And just like when we forgive other people, because we realize like, a, you know, people have had parents that treated them wrong or something. And they realize the biggest step you can make is realizing that your mom, or your dad was working with the best that, uh, that they could do at the time with what they had or knew, you know, and how they were as people. But, you know, 20 years later, gosh, darn, I've changed. I'm just thinking, you know, parents have changed. Everybody's changed. So we have to like, we have to like reboot, you know, reboot our computers and go, okay, this is now, this is not then. And let's go by, you know, what, what people are, are doing now. So many times people like, um, I've had a few of my clients that have made up for fathers that sexually abuse them, you know, uh, that 20, 30 years later, somehow they've, they've made up and the, the, the fathers were, were um, very apologetic and it changed, you know, a lot of it had to do with drugs and alcohol, you know, and luckily in a few cases that I have with clients, they've been able to make up for that and they've been able to get past that, you know. Um, but sometimes in those instances, nothing's ever said, you know, and you can tell by the way a parent is that the way they're treating you, they're trying to, what do you, there's got to be a term for that when people make up, but they don't really say anything about it. <laughs> I know that's a hard one. It's like, you know, they yeah. try to, to make up for bad times. You know, it's like they buy you gifts all the time. They, they, you know, they're, and they never, they're yeah, but you they know, they never say more. anything because it, it's hard for, for some people to speak. It's hard for it's some hard people to, say, to speak. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. But I know for me that sometimes like, there's sometimes where I just come up and I hug someone, you know, yeah. that, that I have that relationship with them and I just hug them and it just makes things, you know, sometimes we can't say sorry, yeah. but we can give love. Yeah. We can give that heartfelt love because we understand that that person was going through a hard time and I'm going through a hard time and it just, let's just make it right. Yeah. Sometimes you just look at each other and go, Okay, let's just start over, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's all it takes. But is, sometimes I say there's that, like some people say, well, I'm not forgiving until I actually hear the words. And I and I tell this one person, I say, well, look at all the weight, all the love and the stuff that this person is giving to you and everything like that. And I said that, that they're sorry. Yes, but I haven't heard the words. You know, they get stuck on that. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes, you know, you don't always need to you just need to have the energy coming from that person be one of of that they're sorry 
you know. Yeah, exactly. So, I was reading a book. Um, it was the last Nora Roberts trilogy. And you know, the, the, one of the actress or the, one of the characters of the story was um, in a relationship with one of the guys and, and, she, and he was doing something. She, he goes, she goes, look at the small things. Look at the small things because he's he's a big man thinking, you know, he was a leader of a, a, a he was representation of being a leader of the community. And so he didn't have time to do little details, you know, and so she had to think, OK, he he um, he opened the door for me, you know, or he or he um or he was there at the moment when I really needed him, you know, that, you know, those little actions, no words were said, mm -hmm. but until it was the big thing, you know, until you know, it was like, you know, <laughs> I need words for this specific thing, you know, well, didn't I give you the earrings? No, you needed to say the words, <laughs> you know, but it was just, you know, but sometimes we have to have words and sometimes we got to go with yeah. the, the interaction and, and, you know, I, I struggle with that too a little bit sometimes with, with scenarios that sometimes I would like a word, but at the same time, I think that there has to be something that acknowledges that that action happened and how can we negotiate it? Yeah. How can we make it better? And some people speak in, in actions. Some people speak in words. Some people speak in, in knowing. I, I mean, it, it's different ways that people are comfortable. And we have to look at where somebody is and understand yeah. who they are. There again, how many perceptions are out there? How many emotions are out there? How many yeah. beings are out there that have a different way of negotiating life? Yeah, and in relationships, you've usually figured out usually know like with your partner what type of an apology your partner needs if you want to really do the right thing for her you know or for him mm -hmm. you know some of them like maybe they need to hear it actually they need to hear the words i'm sorry and part of you honoring them would be apologizing in a way that's ex that's apologizing for them not a way that's apologizing to you for the way you want to do it you know mm -hmm. you know what i mean you know so um yeah wow i just i don't know <laughs> i'm just thinking that the years that i have left i just i just want to try not to have to do things i have to apologize for but i, <laughs> I hear you there i hear you there like why you know but exactly. i still do you know yeah mm -hmm. you know working that way well gosh we're almost coming to the end of the hour here already yeah. just talking about I know, and it, we'll probably talk about this half a dozen times during the year because there's so much to it. And you exactly, know, exactly. Stories, we're always trying to learn how to forgive. And yeah, uh, but one thing I want I want people before they sign off, and we tell people how to get a hold of us and stuff. I want people to know that even if you don't have someone tomorrow as a significant <sighs> other, that please don't feel more unloved because you don't have somebody loving you. Do something for you to love you. You know, yeah. get yourself something, get yourself flowers, get your, you know, if you don't have one, someone who's significant other, you know, because sometimes even us who have significant others, we still don't get something, you know, we, it's not a, it's not always a given that if you have somebody, you're going to get something. So make, help yourself feel loved. Yeah. By doing something that's lovable for you because yeah. you deserve to be loved. You know, that self-love, if we have more self-love, then we're going to have love for the others. So please take care of you. <laughs> Help yourself know that you do matter because you do matter. And, you know, everybody has an angel that's saying, you've got it. Love you. You know, you are amazing. So please believe that. Yeah. I was just had an image of myself standing naked in front of the mirror with a box of uh, chocolate covered cherries. <laughs> you just go, I love you, Regan. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't know. This is crazy. But that's it's, the point, though. That, that's yeah, the point. Yeah. I mean, it's it's in a way we need to do, we, you know, the, we can't love anybody uh, more than we love ourselves. Exactly. You know? So that's an incentive all the time to do whatever we can to forgive ourselves, to uh, to love ourselves, realizing that we're perfectly imperfect. Is you always have that saying that I that you've given me that I use quite often now with my clients. Uh -huh. And yeah, um, they're all perfectly yeah. imperfect. And we're well, all human. 
that's the thing is we have humanness in us because we are human. And so even though we're very spiritual beings, we still have the humanness that gets in our way. And so yeah. please give yourself credit. You've come a long ways. Yeah. So well, Regan, how do people get a hold of you? Well, at visittheafterlife.com. I have a regular therapy practice and it works well over Zoom. Amazingly so. People don't realize they could be hypnotized over Zoom just as easy as if I'm there in person. But I also use the tapping, the EFT, the eye movement EMDR, and the havening technique, which is wonderful. And they're all uh, energy psychology, which works 10 times faster than talking psychology. So mm -hmm. and there's some of it's talking, but we're actually doing something to manipulate the energy in your body to get rid of the negative energy that's there or to balance it out. And it works really, really, really good. So I work with a lot of PTSD people. Um, people have problems with uh, anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. And I'm happy to help you anytime. But the thing I love to do with, and that's on the visit afterlife is what I'm trained and certified into the Newton Institute is to, is to get you in a deep state of trance, help you um, expand your awareness to the other side and get some answers about your life from the other side. Um, you know, that's just, it's life-changing for people. So I love to do that. And that could also be done on Zoom. If you're in California, I travel around California. I can see, see you know, whether Southern or Northern, I can fix something up. A lot of people fly in. So they've been having some people, just had someone flying from Tucson, Tucson recently to do a thing. And some people flew up from Southern California. A couple of people came up to do sessions. But uh, anyway, uh, Natasha, how do they get a hold of you? You can get me at um, angelicclarifications.com. You can make appointments there on my website, or you can reach me at natasha at angelicclarifications.com on my email. I do love to support you in this knowing of emotions, life. And um, I, right now I've been doing a lot of healing, going back in our personal DNA and our, um, our past lives at the same time. And so I've been doing a lot of contractual work and, and healing work. Uh, it's been amazing healing process for the body, for the emotions and for the mind to, uh, to do this kind of work. And it, it's pretty eye opening. I know I've done a lot of that personally myself and helps me to be who I am today. Yeah. So oh, um, and next week. Oh, you, are you finished that? You got more. Um, no, and and so if you're looking for doing some healing work, that and and just learning how to connect the dots. Many times we don't know why something's happening in our life, and I love to help people connect dots in their life. And so go ahead. Well, I'll just say next week uh, we have um, a very. I just get a really good feeling about her. She just has this great, beautiful vibe. Her name is Laura, and she's going to be on the show. She. Um, uh, with somebody that had the Hollywood lifestyle as a reporter and everything there, you know, red carpet and everything. And then uh, one tragedy after another just began to happen in her life. It took her down to her, you know, broke her completely down. She started having her searching for her spiritual self and had this amazing awakening where now she's become like Natasha, where she's become like a medium and, and um, helping people and, um, uh, we're going to talk about like it, part of the show would be about, like what happens when your life takes a 180, you know, when you're just going along, everything's just fine. So many people have had that some tragedy happens in their life and it completely shifts their life around. How do you deal with that? And she'd be a great example of how she, she, you know, uh, went, um, you know, instead of uh, on her pity potty the whole time and cursing God, she searched for God more and, and what she's found out. So, looking forward to having her on the show next monday at four so tune in yes. for that yes so we will put um a bio up and um you will see who she is but we're excited about that we're we're going to be having yeah. some guests on um uh off and on and and so we're going to kind of shift up our our both of our show my both yeah. of the shows here coming up with um a little bit more um interactiveness it's, yeah it's good to have i mean there are most of the people we pick are like uh, natasha and i where they have a spiritual base for their life and it's just good to get you know you get our perspectives all the time but we need to get other people's perspectives mm -hmm. also because exactly. you know everybody every, we all have pieces to each other's puzzles even though if it's a small one or a big one you know so we're going to start having some uh, guests on should be very very interesting 
Exactly. So tomorrow, happy Valentine's Day here in um, the United States. I don't know if it's worldwide. And um, please know that if your partner or significant other doesn't do exactly what you want, try to have a little forgiveness for them because yeah. they have a way of negotiating it. You have wants that you want. And sometimes they don't always sync up. <laughs> So blessings to you. And remember, please love yourself so that you can love others and love others so that you can love yourself. Blessings well, to you on your journey. Week. And you've got your show if you want to get more Natasha at four o'clock on Wednesday. Wednesday, so. yes. Um, and Enjoy. actually, you know what? I was um, meditating with my friend Jupiter. He's from a star planet, that a galaxy that's way out. And he was saying that I wish you would talk about us. So I might talk about some of that wow. um, okay. stuff um and because that's where i um, came from was a plant yeah, was a star system way out there so i haven't kind of maybe a, there might be a little bit of salt and pepper of that in there um so there's been some the talk about how uh uh star beings are going to come into our world and well so, yeah we'll have to have a show about that to be a little far out for some people but uh you know in the seventy thousand different people we've had do past life regressions at the newton institute it's coming up more and more people are remembering lives as star beings mm -hmm. well we have been we have been dimensions and planets so we're finding that this world that we're looking at things is just a tiny bit of what oh, we're, we're, just, we're just we're just oh where's a pencil tip where's a, a pencil tip we are just the, the, yes. the tip of a pencil that's what it is <laughs> we are we are um, well blessings to everyone okay. and may everyone feel loved because you are totally loved blessings yeah. to you bye now we will see you next week oh and if you're looking for podcasts we are on podcasts too so if you know somebody who likes to listen to podcasts um have them look for natasha or life clarifications with natasha blessings all, all right. bye now next week <laughs> next week we get to see laura bye